0: you don't need some crazy degree you don't need to make be born with money by any means i my husband and i live fairly comfortable and i work three days a week i love it i love to travel i can travel all of that is doable with just a little a little you know hair certificate and kicking your butt at it
1: the gen tech podcast discussing business investing and marketing Welcome back to the Gentech podcast, bringing you valuable and inspirational discussion with top business owners. Today we have on Ariel Gonzalez. She's a hairstylist. Her name is melted blonde. So I'm super excited to talk to her today and how she uses social media to grow herself. So Ariel, thank you so much for being on our podcast.
0: Thank you so much for having me here. Very excited.
1: Okay. Yeah. So I see that you are a hairstylist in St. Petersburg. Have you always been in the St. Pete, Tampa area?
0: No, I actually just moved here about two years ago. Um, So this area is still pretty fresh and new for me, but it's all very exciting. It's growing so fast. So how long have you been a hairstylist? I've been a hairstylist for seven years now. That's amazing. So where did you first start? Um, I started in Daytona. I went to a school called International Academy. Um, It's a little private hair school. Um, So I started there and started doing hair or the orlando area for the first couple of years and then my husband and i moved around a little bit um and now we're settled here so i'm excited to just like set my roots and grow <laughs> of course and how have you loved the st Pete area i love it everyone is so nice here everyone's very chill everyone wants to be here which is mm-hmm. very refreshing so um, it's very exciting it's constantly growing so there's always new things popping up left and right whether it's things to do or restaurants so i love it here
1: and that's so interesting that you said you've been moving around a lot. So, you know, what are those first steps you take once you move to a new city to set your roots and grow?
0: So once I knew we were moving, the I instantly started posting on social media using the local hashtags for where we were moving so I can kind of get my feet out there and get my toes dipped into the sand a little bit and um, just posting as much as possible using those lo- local hashtags, which kind of brought people in before I even got there. So I had people messaging me and booking me before I even got there. So that was refreshing. (laughs) And um, it helps a lot. Instagram, social media helps so much.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. So what are examples of some of the hashtags you would use to, you know, grow your business and get people
0: looking at you? so anything to do so i always choose like the area first so i'll put like tampa blondes tampa balayage tampa salon tampa hair stylist and then use that as a major city and then i find all the little towns surrounding it and do the same exact thing and then i'll start seeing what places are the most popular to eat or to go out for drinks and then i start tagging those places as my location so it can pop up when other people are looking up for restaurants they're like oh there's a picture of her hair hey i actually like that let me look at her too while i'm looks you know browsing around for some things
1: of course and that's such a great idea and i want to ask like what interest really drew you to this industry in this field
0: um the freedom of it i didn't start getting my hair done until i was probably about 19 and i saw that my stylist just had so much freedom whether she chose what she charged how much she made each month um, what she wanted to work she just she lived a life that i wanted to have so and it the creativity side of it is so exciting and it's never-ending so i i love both of those aspects and i was like that is that is what i want
1: (laughs) and what do you think the benefits are to being an independent
0: contractor Probably more so like the freedom side of it. Um, I get to choose my own schedule, I get to choose where I work, I get to choose who I have in my chair, I get to choose how much I make each month, what my prices are for the most part. Um, I get to have my creative side of it and be my true authentic self and my best self and I love that I have all the control over my whole life and career because of this job that I chose.
1: Definitely. And, you know, with your type of career, you really are selling yourself. You know, Mm -hmm. it really does matter like who you are, your personal brand. So, first of all, how important do you think personal brand is to you? Especially, you know, your Instagram is melted blonde. So you're really like sticking to that brand. But one, how did you maybe come up with that name? And then two, like, how important is the personal brand to you?
0: personal brand is huge to me so one thing about the salon where I first started getting my hair done I loved my stylist but I felt so uncomfortable in the salon particularly it was a very high-end salon very upscale and I loved the feel of it and the feeling of upscale and luxury but I hated the anxiety I felt going in whether I had the right outfit on whether I had my makeup done like whether I was going to be like accepted almost as like one of the cool clients or something like people feeling uncomfortable when they're going into I mean getting your hair done for the first time can be very uncomfortable it's like the first date but more permanent so Mm -hmm. I want people to know my face I want them to feel comfortable around me I want them to walk into the salon and know exactly who I am and know that they're going to be comfortable in my chair and I love the low maintenance look of hair it comes with Lower maintenance clients, and it's just very relaxing and very chill for everybody. So I love. I have some clients that are like, "Oh my gosh, it's been six months. I'm so sorry." And I'm like, "I love that you're able to go six months. Like that's mm-hmm. fantastic. I can't wait to see you again whenever that is." I have some clients that come once a year, um and I I love the idea of it. It opens keeps my books open to constantly bringing more clients in because my clients clients can go so far. So just keeping that like. I can get you really bright but very low maintenance at the same time and I want them to know me and feel comfortable with me in my chair
1: yeah and I think that's such a great way to look at it because you're right like the longer you can go the better and that's mm-hmm. not a bad thing especially having you know those new clients come in but do you would you say like that's a big way that you retain
0: clients hmm yes I have so many clients that come in and they're either looking for a lower maintenance look they're looking for a more natural approach i have a lot of moms that are about to have babies so they're like i need something that i can get by for the next six months or people that are moving that want to come to me once a year um things that just one last thing for them to have to stress about and they know their hair is going to look good whether it's three months from now six months from now they don't have to worry about it we do have little maintenance appointments if they feel like One girl switched a job and she was losing some income, so she's like, I want a lower maintenance look so I can come in every three months just for a little refresh and not stress about it. And I love that I can give that to them.
1: Definitely, I think there are so many benefits and positives with being an independent contractor, but maybe do you want to tell us some of the negatives
0: or struggles that you've faced? Yes, for sure. (laughs) Um, A lot of people still don't quite take hairstylists as professional people um there's a lot of people that don't take us very seriously um or the fact that all of my communication is through social media so i'll have people blowing my phone up at midnight at 2 a.m at 6 a.m or on a sunday like not during my work hours and then expecting an instant reply and so i have to remind them like these are not my work hours like, okay, well, I know your phone's attached to your hand. I'm like, no, nope, that's not the same. Or mm-hmm. even just people trying to take advantage because they know you're in charge of your pricing. So they want to try and haggle on pricing, but just people just not respecting it as a business, knowing that you're the one in charge of it. So they're like, I, I think they can like get away with more. So learning how to say no and setting boundaries is probably like the biggest thing when it comes to being independent
1: yeah that's such a great point because you're right like it's amazing that you have that flexibility but people could think that you are available at all hours so it's yes. super important to set those boundaries with your clients and with the pricing so you are able to make your own prices mm-hmm. and i mean with inflation and everything just getting more
0: expenses expensive have your prices risen um they have a little bit i've still kept them fairly low for the clients that haven't been able to keep up but that's me being emotional with my clients so i have talked to a few clients that we will slowly be getting a little bit of a raise um in the next few months just to kind of keep even for me um but still a comfortable amount for my clients because there's i mean i've been seeing it a lot more with social media and all the hairstyles i follow and they're having to like jack their prices up and they're losing a lot of clients and i that really sucks <laughs> that really stinks to do mm-hmm. so it's hard for everybody to raise our prices, there's so much anxiety behind it because, of course, you don't want to lose anyone. But at the same time, I have bills to pay, so <laughs> I still have to like keep the place running just as usual. So, yeah, there we've had a little price increase, and we're about to hit just a little one more just to make things even again. Um, but it's it's not fun for anybody.
1: Yeah, it's definitely hard. And what advice would you have to independent contractors, hairstylists, barbers, anyone to like that? get to you know make their own prices like what is the process of doing so
0: so i like to give my clients at least a two or three month like heads up so it's Mm -hmm. not a complete shock to everyone i make sure to tell everyone that has sat in my chair and to post it on social media at least five or six times before i do um, I also send it out in emails for email marketing just to give everyone prepared and I ask hotel also tell my clients to with it being such a low maintenance, look that we can do smaller appointments to, I mean, we, instead of doing like a full color, every single time we can do something simple just to get you by until the next time. I always try and work with them as much as possible, but at the same time, I have my own dreams and goals and I need to make that happen. And I can't emotionally hurt myself because i love my clients so much so preparing my clients i feel like is the number one thing and if it doesn't work for them it doesn't work for them it will always work for someone it'll always not work for everyone so i'd say probably preparing my clients the most for when it is going to happen and i love that open communication that you have with
1: your clients i think that's super important for you know everyone to have because you know people really do value that and i want to talk about you know a little bit of like your social media and i know like even in your highlights you have kind of like the instructions like oh like if you want to wear this or you know wear a little makeup so we can like post you so how do you you know encourage your clients to repost you because i feel like that is like one of the best ways to find you is through instagram through your clients reposting so like what are some tricks or like hacks that you have to you know
0: just encourage clients to post you on their socials so i always try and post every now and then like if you have something go ahead and tag me even if someone posts something um where it's on their story or their feed and i think it's just a beautiful picture of them and shows the hair off well i ask permission if i can post this and know 10 out of 10 times they're like oh my gosh absolutely like they love it just as much as i do Mm -hmm. so um i always tell people to right before they leave i try and style the hair how they like for the most part um try and give them that little fluff up and make them feel really good when they leave the salon so they're more than likely to post something a lot of them will ask me to send them pictures after i've taken picture of the hair so they can post it um but kind of just like amping them up to so be like oh my gosh tag me it looks so good i can't wait to see it tag me while you're on vacation i want to see it all over the world like i'd love to see it on them so kind of just like amping them up being their their motivation to get them excited about it just as much as i am of course and that's such an amazing job and role that you have you really do
1: get to empower women and make mm-hmm. them feel on the inside and on the outside so it really is awesome and i want to talk about like what is the best way that you've been marketing yourself and, and getting new clients
0: um probably social media for 100 um mm-hmm. instagram i've been doing small ads but hasn't seen a huge thing from it i think m- more of it is um me posting I'm tagging businesses behind my Instagram pictures. So I'll post a picture on my story and then I'll tag a few locations behind it so you don't see it. But then it's popping up at a bunch of other locations on their stories and things like that. Um, And that has brought a lot of people in. And I've also asked people, like my close clients if, well, pretty much any clients, if they're on any groups to make sure to, like tag me out there people there's so many facebook groups so many and so i've gotten a few clients from um, local facebook groups like mom groups or girls that have just moved here and they're looking for um just their hairstyles where to get their nails done where to get their oil changed and so i've gotten quite a few clients from there too just kind of posting me out on local groups
1: Definitely. What do you think the importance of referrals is, especially, you know, in your industry? How important is that word of mouth? And yeah,
0: huge. It's huge. It is huge. I, I feel like business cards are so out of style now, so it's hard to get that out there. Um, Someone hands me a business card. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so cute. And I put it in my wallet and I never look at it again until I'm ready to go through my wallet six months from now. I'm like, oh, I've never even used this. So mm-hmm. word of mouth is such a big big thing. I mean, my, my Instagram can only do so much. And of course I only show the best of it. So some clients are still like, I get a lot of clients that will tell me like, I saw Susie's hair and it looked amazing. So I had to get her like her, your name. I had to get your Instagram. Like I loved it. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, that makes me feel so good that you saw them out in public. And it might've not even been a wash day for them. And their hair looked so good that you had to stop them. So, um, it it's major. Um, yeah, sorry.
1: and you know how do you do you encourage your clients to tell their friends or you think it's really just a natural process when it comes to you know getting your hair done
0: i take it more as a natural process Mm -hmm. um what i do isn't for everyone more of the natural approach and the more you know lived in natural hair color is not for everyone there's a ton of clients still that do you know maxed out blondes or they're like a solid color and they just want to come in for a cut and i don't necessarily do those so i take it more as someone of course my clients want to refer me to everyone but i'm not for everyone so i'd rather it be more of someone kind of stop them on the street or someone that has similar hair to theirs and they refer them out to them because as much as i'd love for everyone to yell my name at the map like the top of the mountain my style isn't for everyone and so The people that do come to me want to come to me instead of like, oh, you do her hair. So I'm going to come to you. And it's not what I do. So then I have to tell them like, oh, no, I'm sorry. It's not my specialty. And then it's awkward.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, it is super important to have that niche and have that ideal client. So the fact that, you know, you have your target market, you know exactly like what you're the best at and your specialty is it. It makes it easier and everything is just more efficient that way. And how do you find your target market or your ideal client?
0: Um, So I pretty much just made this huge Pinterest board of everything I'd want my dream client to look like, where she shops, where she gets her coffee, um, what kind of makeup she wears, what kind of jewelry she wears. Like I look for that specific person. And then I tag local places where I feel like they, they would be, whether it was at Whole Foods or a local coffee shop or a farmer's market that's happening this weekend. And I tag those places. So when people are looking up those places, those are the girls that I want. I
1: love that idea, making that Pinterest board. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a board basically. It is so important to like visually see that. Obviously Mm -hmm. it's not like exactly who your client is, but that's how you really come up with the ideal client. Like, okay, what do they like? What do they do? And that really helps you, like you said, you're tagging places, you're using using hashtags and you know, I feel like your social presence is is really there and how important do you think it is to have that really strong social presence and, you know, be posting consistently and and be super
0: active on social media? It is really big. I took the tiniest break just to step away, um, just to take a break from it. And it really hurt me. I took about two weeks just away from it. I was still posting on my stories, but not posting pictures or videos or reels. And I took a huge hit from it. So it's, it is real the algorithm is very on point you have to stay up with it it is not necessarily something that you can think of it as something you have to do it is a part of your job it is just as if you were clocking in you have to post just as you were saying hi to a client you have to you know comment on your client's posts make them still feel like comfortable in your place and know that you're there for them so it is a full-time job and staying consistent is hard. I'm in the middle of creating a new schedule so I can post more and more um, knowledgeable posts for my clients to just not just throw pictures out there just to post, but stuff that they can relate to and stuff they can learn from. so I can get more engagement and you know really work for the algorithm because you really have to really have to stick to that. <laughs> So being a
1: business owner, you also have to be a content creator. How have you you know, found the time to balance being a business owner, being a hairstylist, but also having that content creation aspect, like taking photos, videos and creating content? How have you found the time for that?
0: So I have incorporated it into my appointments. Um, I take 30 minutes before to kind of go over any notes I have for the client, so I can prepare for them. But I can also see if this is a real opportunity. Like, can I make a real out of this? Is this just a photo opportunity? And then I have 30 minutes set aside afterwards too to make sure to get pictures. And then I can also like have time to clean up and kind of settle in for my next appointment. But um, social media is huge. You have to stay up on it for sure. And um, it's something that allows, I mean, first off, it's free marketing. Mm -hmm. Who doesn't love free marketing? What you put in is what you're going to get out. So I struggled a little bit. There's a lot of new styles coming in for for salons and hairstyles. You're seeing a lot of front facing pictures and a lot of model-esque people As these hair pictures you look up pictures and it's models essentially you're not finding the everyday gal taking pictures for salons and i've figured out now too after asking a few people that they really do hire models to get those pictures and those are the pictures they post they straight up say you're not going to see my everyday client on my profile and i hate that (laughs) so i try to not get too many unless my client is comfortable with that, I ask them like, do you mind if I get front facing? If not, no worries, not at all. I don't get the face. I want them to feel as comfortable as possible. And I've even had a few clients tell me like, I love that you don't have all face front pictures because I don't want my picture taken that way. And I was like, absolutely. Like I want you the most comfortable and I'm here to show off my hair, not your face. So that's been a new thing. I feel like I've it's working, a work in progress for sure um kind of keeping up with the trends but also making it comfortable for my clients.
1: I completely agree like you know when you're getting your hair done it's not everyone's their favorite thing to have mm-hmm. a camera in front of them especially with everything on social media but it is super important you are just showing their hair and your clients are your number one priority so making sure they're comfortable is super important but I love that you said you set time aside to do that content creation because that is really what you have to do especially yeah. to balance you know being consistent on social media with also, you know, your time of being a hairstylist, obviously, you know, maybe not right now, maybe in the future, you'll have other resources, and maybe someone can help you with that. But obviously, as a small business owner, and you know, starting up, you really have to wear all those hats and, you know, do that for yourself, which is super important. And what would you say is, you know, one of the most important lessons that you've learned over your career as an independent contractor?
0: I would have to say setting boundaries because I love my job and you have to love this field in order to do it. You really do. Cause it can be very draining. So I love it. So it's hard for me to not want to do it every day. <laughs> so setting boundaries because I was at a point where I was working 50, 60 hours just to get everyone in, to make everyone happy. And then I'd come home miserable and drained and hungry. So 100% setting boundaries and telling clients no it's okay to tell clients no it's okay to let clients go if they're not a fit for you if you get anxiety before they even walk in the door it's time to let them go (laughs) um and making sure to tell bosses no um there's so many random contracts out there non-competes ndas and they're so unnecessary in the hair world but it's a very controlling aspect for a lot of salons it's very old school so um feeling like having the will to be like, no, that doesn't work for me. I love your salon, but it's not gonna work because contracts don't work. So saying no to contracts for sure and having boundaries. Definitely, I think those things are super important,
1: especially you know when you're first getting into this industry and you're yeah. young and you just want that chair, like you don't know what you're signing and it's important to read and make sure that, you know whatever you're signing doesn't right. like negatively affect you, which it definitely can. And so, you know, we we're talking about your ideal client, and I wanna ask, so what platforms is your ideal client on? What platforms is melted blondes on? Instagram. Yeah.
0: <laughs> For a split second, I tried TikTok, but TikTok is more of a broad selection. It's not gonna bring a lot of local people to me. It might bring me a lot of followers, but it's not gonna bring clients to my chair. Um, that's at least been my personal take from it. While Instagram is a lot more personal and a lot more local based, so that one is will be my ideal spot
1: of course and i love that you said that it is true like it's i mean people will travel to you but how far will they really travel Mm -hmm. so getting that local audience is super important and what are other ways that you've been able to really attract your local audience
0: so if i'm out and about and i love the girl's personality or even what she's wearing be like oh my gosh. I love your hair. I'd love to, you know, play with it. Sometimes if you ever feel comfortable, if you're looking for a new person, let me know. And I'll hand out my Instagram. My husband does it all the time too. He's my biggest fan. So he'll stop people on the street. I'm like, oh my gosh. And (laughs) he will hand out my Instagram too. So I love people to see my work first and feel comfortable with me. So handing out my Instagram left and right, especially if, you know, I'm out with drinks, having drinks with some girlfriends, a cocktail in, I'll hand out my Instagram to everybody. And that's the best way to do it. You know, you really never know, like you could be talking to
1: a client that you could have for years, like mm-hmm. you really don't know. So it's great that you have that personality that would really put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. And you know, with the clients that you have, what do you think the best, the best skills to, or, you know, advice you have to anyone how to retain clients and, and keep those loyal clients? The
0: best way I have found honestly, which, is so is so much smaller than people think. I like to be as personal as possible. I like them to feel like they're my best friend without giving away too much. Like to be real, realistic, my clients probably don't know a ton about me, but they feel that connection of a best friend because I'm close with them, I listen to them, I treat them like a best friend. And education, I have found that the more I educate my clients and I'm real and I'm upfront with them, whether it's what products they're using or what weird trend is going on right now and how it will or will not affect their hair, keeping them the most educated is going to want them to come back to me because it makes them feel like I know what I'm talking about and I'm going to take care of them because their hair comes first.
1: I love that you said that, educated clients. I think that's definitely huge. As much as you, like you said on your Instagram, you wanted to start like educating and giving that like real value, which I think is such a great idea because you know, obviously you're amazing at doing hair like those pictures on your instagram are great but having that education is super important and really shows people the value that you bring so i think that is such a great tip and you know i want to just get a little bit more into your personal brand because i think it's definitely a huge thing for you like how did you get your instagram handle melted blondes like what
0: how did you come up with that idea so it was probably like the fourth name i've had on instagram if i'm being honest um i wanted something classic i didn't want my name in it because my name is difficult for majority of people to spell (laughs) um or even to just like kind of say there's a lot of vowels in it nothing rhymes with it i really (laughs) wanted something simple as an um umbrella that just covers all bases you know just looking at my name you know exactly what i do so I was honestly surprised the name wasn't taken. So once I saw that it wasn't taken, I'm like, oh, this is mine forever. Like I'm holding on to this forever. You can just look at it, you know exactly what I'm doing. You know, I'm not going to be, you're not looking at melted blondes and be like, oh, I'm gonna leave with pink hair. You're not looking at melted blondes and be like, I'm gonna get a brown pixie cut. Like you're looking at that and you're like, I'm gonna get a natural melted blonde. So, and that's what I do. So I was very happy when that was available and it, it's definitely mine forever. <laughs>
1: I completely agree your instagram is such a great name because you're right like i know exactly what you do just from looking at it and it's great to really get that attention from customers and i want to kind of go into more of like the social media trends so you've been doing this for a while seven mm-hmm. years how have you been able to keep up with these trends and keep learning obviously reels is you know only a few years new TikTok and it's really, you know, Instagram is moving towards video content, so how what is your
0: plan to keep up with this trend? So I just upgraded my com- my camera and got a tripod to start preparing more for more videos, but I think um the most I've learned to keep up with the algorithm at least is podcasts. I reach out to a lot of different podcasts that are in my area and I try to learn as much on social media as possible so i can be at least on the same foot as everybody and i'm not falling behind even if i didn't i haven't quite quite gotten into reels yet um i know exactly what i need to do to prepare for them and i know how much it's going to affect my business so listening to a lot of podcasts i ask other stylists a million questions i do not hesitate to ask anyone questions like education is key. It is never ending. You can never have too much and never be afraid to ask a question. Well, the worst that they can tell you is, oh, I don't offer that education for free or it can just ghost you. OK, move on to the next one. No problem. So definitely reaching out to other people in the field and just being like, hey, I love that you do this. How did you come about this? And go from there and just taking everyone's information. I have a little notebook. Every time I hear something great, I write it down so I can look back and be like, oh, I forgot about that. Let's try and incorporate that into things now.
1: And I love that. And you're right. Best way is just asking and especially learning from your competitors. That's where you can learn the most, you know, and I want to ask. It's kind of a broad question, but still, what is the importance of social media to
0: your business? everything everything it is my portfolio it is my booking it is my way to show who i am personally to show a little bit about my life so clients can feel more comfortable in my chair it is everything for me it's my marketing it's um my home base it is just a, if someone's just like oh i need my hair done i'm like here's my instagram done whether you book with me or you're like oh not necessarily my style but that would work great for my sister like any it it is it is everything for me it's a great way to educate other people that aren't even in my chair i have clients from a, the other places that i lived and used to do hair and they still randomly send me messages to ask for questions or even referrals like i know i haven't lived here in two years but can you find a stylist that you would recommend for me and i can find three or four send them their way and best of like best of luck hope one works out for you let me know if they don't i can try and find more it's a great communication skill if someone's even running late they can message me like. It is, my, it is my everything is right there. And
1: last question, uh, I wanna ask, what's the biggest takeaway that you hope our listeners learn from this podcast today?
0: I hope it can give people the motivation to do whatever they want. I want them to hear that it is totally doable, that you don't need some crazy degree. You don't need to make, you know, be born with money by any means. I, my husband and I live fairly comfortable and I work three days a week. Like, I love it. I love to travel. I can travel. We're about to buy a house. Like all of that is doable with just a little, a little, you know, hair certificate and kicking your butt at it. If you stay determined, you can do anything you want. Amazing. Ariel,
1: thank you so much for being on the podcast. And where can our listeners find you online?
0: They can find me on Instagram at Melted Blondes.
1: And you can find us at Gen tech Marketing on all social media platforms. Ariel, thank you so much again for being on our podcast, thank and you. we'll see you next week.